recipient of a groin kick is back in the news. Uh-oh, what do we have, Joe? The idiot council member in Washington, D.C., Treyon White, the Democrat who believes that the Rothschild family controls the weather. He's anti-Semitic. This guy. Man, it just started snowing out of nowhere this morning, man. Y'all better pay attention to this climate control, man. This climate manipulation. And D.C. keep talking about we're a resilient city. And that's a model based off the Rothschilds controlling the climate to create natural disasters. They can pay for it and own the cities, man. Be careful. He later apologized and said he didn't realize Jews might consider his comments offensive. He attended a Passover Seder and a bagels and lox breakfast with local Jewish leaders at City Hall. Oh, it's all good then. He did not publicize his visit to the museum off the mall in southwest Washington. He made a visit to the Holocaust Museum. Uh, get this. Uh, with Rabbi Bataya, I'm sorry, Batya Glazer of the Jewish Community Relations Council of Greater Washington, comma, a group that has been heavily involved in the first-term Democratic lawmakers' public rehabilitation. You think if he was a white guy, they'd be bothering to rehabilitate him? No. This guy's a complete fool. A complete idiot. Right. <clears throat> and, then, and then he was puzzled by things he saw in the Holocaust Museum and had to have it explained to him because he couldn't believe. He, didn't, he doesn't have a clue what he's doing. Uh, also with White was his staff, which had closed the office early to join the guided tour. The overwhelmingly African-American neighborhoods their office represents in Ward 8 are among the city's poorest and most isolated. So what? What's that got to do with this guy being an idiot? Right. The museum allows photos for personal use, and the council member and his aides took many. As Williams explained the workings of the Nazis' pseudoscientific race propaganda, White held up his cell phone before a poster with images of black, Native American, and Australian men uh, titled Races of the Earth. An aide took a shot of a pile of Torahs desecrated on Kristallnacht. The group paused before grainy photos of German troops executing Catholic clergy in Poland by firing squad. Mm -hmm. Were they actually manufacturing these weapons, White asked? What? Moments later, he was nowhere to be seen. Glazer, the rabbi, texted him to ask where he was. He wrote back that he hoped to see her outside. She's a female rabbi. He, uh, he wrote back that he hoped to see her outside the museum, but he had to leave soon for an event in Ward 8. The schedule was to last the event. I would tour. love to know what that event was. The tour was scheduled to last 90 minutes, but it was only half done. Seven of White's staff members, get that. Seven? Seven. We're paying for these idiots. It's truly, truly mind-boggling what we have let become the political class. Seven of White's staff members stayed with the guide who who soon was showing them an exhibit on the Warsaw Ghetto. As she explained the walling in of Polish Jews, one aide asked, uh, asked whether it was similar to a gated community. Oh. Glazer, the rabbi. How dumb are some of these people on the staff, too? Dumber than this guy. Right. Glazer, the rabbi, said, I wouldn't call it a gated community. It was more like a prison. 
The group continued without white past a scale model of a gas chamber and photos of the residents of an eradicated shuttle. They stopped at the famous exhibit of shoes confiscated from concentration camp prisoners. The tour over, the rabbi praised White for being very sincere and wanting to come here, but she was perplexed by his abrupt exit. I don't know what happened and I find it confusing, she said. White, it turns out, was standing alone on the sidewalk outside the museum. I'll be coming back to see more of the museum. I didn't get a chance to see the whole thing, he said, but I I think it's a lot of education here, a lot of synergy here. Between what happened to the Jewish community and the African community. Oh, he's... No, uh, no, 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 there is no synergy between the two. Asked why he left the tour and where he went, he said nothing and held his cell phone to his ear. Asked whether he had reassessed his comments about the Rothschilds in light of what he had just seen, White took off and walked east on Independence Avenue. This guy is a complete DB. The uh, This opportunity has given me the chance to meet a lot of great Jews, a lot of people, a lot of good Jews that I've never had the chance to meet before. He said after a long silence, it's an awesome experience. I didn't tell you the beginning of the story. It's a Washington Post story. Uh, they're walking by a photo taken in 1935. Okay, It depicts a woman in a dark dress shuffling down a street in Norden, Germany. A large sign hangs around her neck. I am a German girl and allowed myself to be defiled by a Jew. She is surrounded by Nazi stormtroopers. D.C. Councilmember Treon White studied the image. Are they protecting her? Lynn Williams, an expert on educational programs at the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum and White's tour guide for the day, stared at the photo. No, she said, they're marching her through. Marching through is protecting, White said. I think they're humiliating her, Williams said. He's too stupid to know that the Germans had turned on one of their own because of her alleged consort with a Jew. This guy is an idiot. Are they protecting her? No, they're not protecting her, you moron. How could they be humiliating her? How could they not? I mean, that. How do you not know? If you go to a school, that's covered. Plus, how did this uh, guy and Frank? I mean, uh, life is beautiful. I've seen all these movies about. How did this guy get to be a councilman? That's. Do we need to have a test? Oh, you're well represented in D.C., huh? Man, alive! It's just, it's just truly. We're in trouble. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. A 911 operator has been fired in Houston. What for? Well, her sentence to jail. God, I hope she was also fired. She kept hanging up on the emergency calls. She didn't want to bother with them. What? She's 44 years old. Her name is Crenshonda Williams. Did she just snap? She will have to be, she'll have to spend 10 days in jail and 18 months on probation. The judge also ordered Williams to attend a decision-making class 
I think it's too late, Judge. <laughs> right. I really think it's too late. Boy, what, what time should I leave? Hmm. <laughs> Williams, who worked as a 911 operator for a year and a half until August 2016, systematically hung up on people that were attempting to report emergencies, ranging from homicides to traffic violations. The, the allegations surfaced when Houston Emergency Center officials noticed that Williams had a large number of calls that lasted less than 20 seconds known as short calls during a monthly audit of 911 calls. According to prosecutors, records showed that Williams had hung up on thousands of short calls. Wow. Jim Moulton said he dialed 911 in 2016 to report two vehicles speeding down the interstate. Moulton thought that the call had dropped when it ended only 45 seconds after, but he was actually hung up on by Williams. According to court documents, she hung up the phone and said, ain't nobody got time for this for real. What? That's Sweet Brown. Remember Sweet Brown? Sweet Brown was, uh... Well, I woke up to go get yeah. me a cold pop. And then I thought somebody was barbecuing. Barbecue. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. <laughs> then I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. I ran for my life. And then the smoke got me. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Sweet Brown. God, do I, I love, love Sweet Brown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this moron, uh, Kren Shonda Williams, is stealing Sweet Brown's line. Ain't nobody got time yeah, for right. this. For real. Then she adds, for real. For real? If someone- Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. If someone calls in to report an incident, whether the person feels this is an emergency or not, you should have time for it, Moulton said. Williams had told uh, investigators that she hung up the calls because she didn't want to talk to anyone. Uh, which is the one job you have at that one point. Job, yeah, one job. Yeah, one job. The citizens of Harris County rely on 911 operators to dispatch help in their time of need. Assistant District Attorney Lauren Reeder said in a statement, when a public servant betrays the community's trust and breaks the law, we have a responsibility to hold them criminally accountable. Well, why didn't you fire her? Yeah. If uh, she can't, if she can't I, handle it, she's got to be I got to think she's been fired. I'm sure of that. You know, no, no, don't ever be too sure. Oh, okay. Good lesson well, It says learned. a former 911. She's, you got to fire her. You can't have this idiot answering phones and then hanging up saying, hey, God, I ain't got time for that. I got wrong Ain't nobody got that. <laughs> I thought someone was a barbecue. <laughs> and today, yes, a students marched out of school uh, to commemorate all over the country to commemorate the Columbine, which is I think this is the anniversary of Columbine shooting. Yeah, I saw some South St. Paul kids walking around when I thought they should have been at school. Uh. On Friday morning, students from more than 2,500 schools across the country uh, streamed out of class to demand lawmakers take action. Uh, boy, these kids are really brain trained, aren't they? They're yep. just they're just oh, trained. Hey, let's march. Here's what we want. Well, no, that to to think that the government can help them. You have people in government like this idiot in Washington who is an anti-Semite who thinks the Rothschilds control the weather and has no idea of the Holocaust. But you're going to turn to people like him and expect him to save you? No, the problem isn't guns, kids. That's just not the problem. And we've got another representative that thinks if you're too many people on an island, it's going to tip. The problem, kids, is behavior. 
civility, the social contract, the breakdown of moral and ethical behavior. The problem is not guns. And if it was, uh, and if you kids are so concerned, don't you care about the young kids in Chicago who are killing each other daily? Six, seven, eight hundred deaths a year. Don't you care about them? Uh, that doesn't get us anything. This is basically take guns away from middle-aged fat white guys. NRA members. NRA members. <clears throat> Let the kids in Chicago shoot each other. Who gives a rat's ass about them? Yeah, Black rem- lives don't matter. They need that for protection. They're a product of their environment. Black lives don't matter. Well, they literally don't matter. And you don't do a damn thing about it. Now, I have to keep adding this for the euphorians who don't understand the show. I don't blame kids for not wanting to get shot in school, and I, I don't personally have a problem with the right. fact that they're protesting. But it, I'm amused at, uh, at the idea that they think that a couple of more laws are going to save them. A couple of more laws aren't going to save you from anything because laws and guns are not the problem. They're not the problem. The problem is a complete lack of awareness of, of behavior. A moral foundation, an ethical footing doesn't exist Mm. in many cases. It's gone. But we're going to rely on the government to help us. These kids are being misled. Right. This is the anniversary of Columbine. Yeah, 420. Mm Mm-hmm. Twelve classmates and a teacher were killed by those two evil devils. They don't need evil and devil, do I? That's redundant. Uh, Correct. Yeah. Uh, at 10 a.m. in each time zone, students will walk out and observe a moment of silence for the victims of Columbine and all school shootings, uh, including Parkland, Florida. Uh, and the kids continue to believe that uh, if only the government uh, would help them uh, with this issue, they would they would they would be safer in school, which is a complete uh, false way to look at it. Now, I have a food item coming up for you. Where, where did you yeah, what go? Do you got? No, I'm here. No, I'm I'm going to save it till after Johnny's news. Uh, you said again, you have a food item. Yeah, it's a food item, but it plays in again to the the trouble we're in. The trouble we're in as a as people uh, who have become so impossibly <laughs> spoiled and entitled and what have you. Uh, that it's gotten to this point with food, and and what you learn uh, might surprise you. What am I doing here? Uh, that's Tom. Tom? Hey, Joe. Hi. So regarding the school walkouts, and I would have you know said the same thing about a month ago when they did the same deal, you'd kill for a, a civics instructor to use this as a critical thinking exercise and say, well, if you're hanging your hat on what happened in Florida then you could at least say that we've taken the steps necessary because you and I both know there have been countless headlines since where as as few as one threat was enough for authorities to step in and stop a plot. Mm -hmm. 39 calls were made unheeded before Parkland. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for Florida to hang your gun control hat on, you're choosing the wrong atrocity. Mm -hmm. We have learned, I'm very sorry it took 17 lives to finally do it, but we have taken the steps you wanted. What more do you want? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garage Logic has its own correspondent racing to the scene of. Let me see. I'm trying to think of where he is now. 
What, what I don't have a tracker on them, but I'm, game five. No, three and one. Four. Yeah, yeah. Game, game five. five, racing to the scene of game five in the peg. He's probably uh, close to Drayton or Pittsburgh, North Dakota. Yeah, he said he was about. He was drawing in on the border between Canada and uh, racing up twenty nine. Can he pick us up? Are we on up there? Um, boy, we might be getting out of range there on the affiliate range. But aren't we on in uh, uh, Fargo, Grand Forks area? Uh, yes. Okay, we can but see. I don't know how strong their signal is. And and he's he's actually attempting to pass this off as a work exercise. Yeah, that's really. Uh, he has a press pass. Yeah. Uh, does he know that there's? We really have no one for him to call tonight here on the air. What do we have tonight on our air? Uh, tonight, I believe we go to national, mm-hmm. and let's. I'll have to. I'd have to check that to see what the uh, schedule is. And well, maybe it's enough that he gives us the full report Monday. Well, but uh, how much is he going to retain? Is what I want to know. Well, that's always a probability, a, a problem because. Uh, what is today? Today is Friday the twentieth. Yep. So after the ride, uh, NBA playoffs, oh, Cleveland at Indiana. We have the NBA tonight. Maybe in between, whoever's running the board will have a little conversation with yeah. Reavers. We'll be back in a moment, but now, thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal, and your money now. Well, it appears we are going to have a losing session today, but perhaps still a winning week. The major stock index is all in the red right now. We're seeing some weakness in technology shares, but I have about 20 local stocks on the board, and every one of them except Famous Dave's is in the red today, including Target, 3M, and United Health Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 261 points. The NASDAQ Composite off 105, and the S&P 500 is down 28. Oil prices rose modestly this morning after key oil officials from OPEC, Russia, and some other big producers suggested they would keep a tight lid on output through the rest of this year and possibly into next year. But when President Trump got wind of their comments, he took to Twitter to say that prices were artificially very high. And his comments quickly reversed the earlier gains and sent prices lower. Briggs & Stratton is recalling more than 200,000 pressure washer surface cleaners because their spray bars can break and detach from the hubs, causing broken pieces to go flying. The recall involves 3,000 PSI Briggs & Stratton and Craftsman-branded pressure washers. They were sold at Briggs & Stratton retailers, Lowe's stores, and some other retailers. I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. All right, thank you very much, Mr. Vale. We'll speak in one hour. I want to tell you Garage Logicians, we were talking about uh, affiliates and where you can hear us elsewhere. Well, you can always hear us online at uh, garagelogic.com. Go to 1500ESPN.com and find out how to listen to the show on your computer. There's also a podcast, podcast1.com. You can listen just about anywhere. And if you are traveling this summer, find our affiliates page. You just click on 1500ESPN.com and click on the affiliate network and you will find... Commencing 
Number eight. Here's John Knight. Thank you, Joe. Sunny and 49 degrees. This update brought to you by MetaFest. Wild in Winnipeg tonight to try and keep their season going. The Jets leading the best of seven playoff series. Three games to one. That is a 6.30 start for that hockey game. Twins open up a weekend series against the Tampa Bay Rays down in Florida tonight. They will face the Rays' ace tonight. Chris Archer on the mound for Tampa Bay. Lance Lynn will pitch for the Twins. Hey. Hey, yeah. you uh-huh. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. When is Earth Day? Earth Day. When is Earth Day? Uh-huh. Earthy, 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 earthy day. Is it the 22nd? Uh, did we have it already? Yeah, it's not listed on the calendar. Early I wonder. I haven't heard any pub. Usually they, Earth Day. They send some pub your way a week you think or two so? Before. Yeah, they have Earth Day. Yeah. Rick's going to look it up for us. Earth Day 2018. Uh-huh. Is Sunday, April twenty second. Oh, oh it boy! Is. Wow. So we have not missed it. I turn on all the lights. <laughs> yep. Minnesota United in action this weekend. You'll hear it right here. They'll be in Seattle to play the Sounders on Sunday. Pre-match at two thirty. Uh, kickoff three o'clock on fifteen hundred ESPN. NFL announcing today: Minnesota Viking linebacker Kentrell Brothers has been suspended four games for violating the league's policy on public uh, perf- on performance enhancing substances. Uh, Brothers is a 2016 fifth round pick. He picked up 13 total tackles last season as a special teamer for the Vikings. News notes from today: A former Recory Public School superintendent Scott Staska charged with an additional eight counts of indecent exposure yesterday in Stearns County, according to court records. The charges are all misdemeanors. They were, were filed, and according to the complaint, a St. Cloud police officer was called upon to investigate multiple incident exposures, uh, compl- uh, indecent exposure. Excuse me, complaints that occurred November 17, 2017, through November 23, 2017, at a quick trip in that city. The officer made contact with the victim who filed four counts of the criminal act against the man who was identified as Staska at a later date. In the report, the victim, a staff member at Quick Trip, described Staska exposing himself four times within the same week. Now, in another complaint, Staska now listed to be committing the same act at Rue 21 in St. Cloud on February 11th. Store associate there identified Staska from seeing his picture from an article in the newspaper that her co-worker had showed her. The total number of indecent exposure complaints now against Staska is at 18. He resigned as superintendent at Recorey Public Schools on March 30th. A Twin Cities area school bus driver says his rights to free speech and to practice his religion were violated. What happened, John? He was taken off his route for leading students in prayer. No, Uh can't do that. Quality Care Transportation removed George Nathaniel from his route last week. He drove children to Nasha Shkola, a charter school focused on Russian language and culture. I'll be damned. Quality Care owner Muk Musa says school officials received complaints that Nathaniel was forcing minors to pray. Nathaniel says he wants to turn people to Christianity, but he never forced anyone to pray. Musa says Nathaniel isn't fired, but he hasn't received a new route either. Nathaniel was fired from driving Burnsville children four years ago for the same reason. Uh, he is also a pastor at a Minneapolis congregation. Uh, some of those Burnsville kids could use a little prayer. Just drive the damn bus. <laughs> <laughs> a spray of flowers covered the closed silver casket of former First Lady Barbara Bush in the sanctuary of a Houston church as hundreds of mourners began arriving today to pay their final respects. People waited in line hours early for security screening before boarding shuttle buses to attend a public viewing at St. Martin's Episcopal Church in Houston, where Bush and her husband, former President George H.W. Bush, regularly attended services. Many of the women wore blue, Barbara Bush's favorite color, and pearls, her go-to neckwear jewelry. Who 
how do I ask this question of both of you? Uh, who would you get screened and go on a shuttle bus to go see uh, at a public viewing? Uh, who would you really? Who, who what are you, you babbling about? I'm saying people got people that uh, liked Barbara Bush. Right, went through a screening process. Okay. got on a bus and went to go see her public viewing at this church. All right, who would you do that for? Is there anybody that uh, you can think of? Not off the famously? top of my head. No, me neither. No, I can't. Okay, right. I I can't either. I'm sorry that she's gone, but I'm you know, and I was a fan of hers, but I would not. I don't need to go see her viewing, and I can't think of anybody for in my own life that I would want to do that for. I, I don't understand. And maybe this is just a function from seeing famous people go through this, but uh, it's a viewing with a closed casket. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you not just, much to view, is there? Well, you John? just file by a closed casket. Yeah. You kind of get up there and just kind of give it the. You <laughs> know. Most people just wishing to pay respect. Sure, yes. sure. Well, actually, uh, HW was up there this morning too in his wheelchair mm-hmm. with people, and they would they would stop and shake his hand. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, my wife, when Nancy Reagan died, had no intention of watching her funeral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she just she started watching it, and she said it was uh, it was pretty amazing. Hmm. So I wonder what they'll have in store for uh, the first lady. Hmm. Probably not a televised one. Hmm. A volcano in southern Japan has erupted for the first time in 250 years. Authorities set up a no-go zone around the mountain. Mount Io spewed smoke and ash high into the spew. sky. Well, of course, it has to yes. spew. In its first eruption since the year 1768. Japan's meteorological agency today expanded a no-go zone to the entire mountain from previously just around the volcano's crater. Explosions had briefly subsided today, but officials cautioned residents in nearby towns against falling volcanic rocks and ash. The volcano is part of the Kirishima Mountain Range on Japan's southern main island of Kashu. The area is about 620 miles southwest of Tokyo. Another volcano nearby also erupted violently in March for the first time in seven years. Japan, of course, sits on the Pacific Ring of Fire and has 110 active volcanoes. That's a long time between spews, isn't it, John? 250 yeah. years. Yeah. Now we're still most nervous about uh, Yellowstone, though. Well, huh? every once in a while, you got to have that hysteria in the. Uh, it's part of the agenda, <laughs> part of the narrative. A uh, Stillwater High School student sent a tweet to a pony. Yeah. Mm. Sent a tweet to a celebrity asking for a prom date. The Rock surprised her with something else. That's Dwayne Johnson, of course, The Rock we're talking about. The video is shared on the Instagram feed of Dwayne Johnson, also known as The Rock, turned the proposal down, but he didn't leave Katie Kelsenberg hanging. The Rock came over morning announcements today at school to tell Kelsenberg he's shooting a film in Hawaii on the date of the Stillwater prom. Oh, shucks. However, he has rented out an entire theater for Katie and 232 friends to watch a special screening of his movie Rampage. He's also footing the bill for, quote, all the free popcorn, candy, and soda that the high school kids can consume. Come on, Rock. Dwayne. Just, uh, just got texted a pretty funny line. Do I dare use it? Uh-oh. Ooh. What? Ooh. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, now you have to. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I don't think let's, let's right, not never do mind. that. I'll have to it didn't have to do with the rock. It had to do no. with something else. Yeah. Have to do with the volcano? Uh, it had to do with the no, HW. Oh. Yeah. In the reception line. I think, okay. yeah, let's hold back. We, uh, I thought it was okay. funny. Yeah, uh, very funny. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a death, so. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. A former Forbes reporter claims that Donald Trump, before he was president, pretended to be a spokesman on his own behalf then lied about his wealth in order to crack the Forbes 400 list. 
Uh, Jonathan Greenberg is the reporter. He said in an interview today, he figured out what he had to do in order to deceive me and get on that list, and he did it very well. In fact, according to Greenberg, he did it so well that, uh, well, they listed him at worth $100 million on the first one ever in the 1980s, when at the time he was worth about $5 million, according oh. to Greenberg. Apparently what he did, he called up this reporter, Mr. Greenberg, and posed as John Barron, an executive with the Trump Organization. Uh, the Washington Post reports the White House declined to comment. The Trump Organization did not respond to the Post request for comment. Uh, Greenberg did bring the tape with him and I think uh, leaves no doubt who the fellow You're fired. <laughs> playing John Barron is. It's it's Donald Trump. Uh, this happened. Did you have a, I know it's a, did you have a, a, maybe a, a mustache on and some glasses it, and it a was, hat? It was an audio tape, not a video tape. Oh, audio. Yeah. Similar recording, uh, this has happened before, similar recording of a man who sounds like Trump posing as his own spokesman surfaced during the 2016 campaign. The Washington Post reported in May 2016 that Trump routinely made calls to reporters in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, posing as a publicist named John Miller or John Barron. After the report, Trump had this denied... Still, still the same story? Yeah. 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 It's well, a tree has tremendous wealth. <laughs> Trump denied it was him on the phone following that first report, saying it didn't even sound if like If that's him. true... That's really, that's, not only is that just lame, that's absolutely ludicrous. Who are the millennials again? The age group? The, the millennials are? Wouldn't they be the? Mid-80s to early 2000s? Yeah. The, the, the typical 33-year-old yeah. would be a millennial. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Jim. 20s, 30s, yeah. Uh, and authorities in Texas, I did see a picture of this, uh, shared a photo of a car pulled over with a, Less than convincing cardboard uh, look-alike in the place of the front license plate. It was literally just a piece of bl- uh, brown cardboard mm-hmm. with a number on it and a date. Constable Wayne Thompson of the Fort Bend County Constable's Office posted a photo on Facebook. The cardboard plate had license plate numbers and letters printed on it with a black marker. Pretty ding-ding, huh? Right. It was beyond ding-ding. Yeah. And in Texas, you need a front and a rear license plate, so the fellow with it was ticketed. Why didn't he just go custom like... Uh... I love Texas. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchouet. Dave Dahl's Weekend Forecast brought to you by DennisKirk.com. Here's Dave. Thank you very much, Joe. We're at 51 degrees, heading for a high today, somewhere around 53 or 54. Looks like that's where we'll top out. Mostly cloudy skies then moving in tonight, 33 for the low. That's going to keep fog from forming, I think, with the cloud cover around. Light and variable winds. Tomorrow, southeast wind at 5. Very nice day. Partly cloudy skies. Mild, 56 for the high. 62 on Sunday. 66 by Monday. And then Tuesday, a chance of showers developing a little bit cooler at 57. We're going to stay in the mid to upper 50s until Thursday. We climb back to 64 and then back down to 54 a week from today with partly cloudy skies. But overall, temperatures getting back closer to the average for this time of the year, which is now at 60. And uh, we'll see in the upper 50s, the low to mid 60s for highs here the next seven days. Currently, we're at 51, and I have the records for the day, Joe. April 20. 83 on this date. 83. In 1980. 1980. 21. 21. 2013. 2013. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Millennials. What do you got on them? 90s, 90s, born? They're afraid to touch meat. Why? Well... They're afraid of touching meat, so the supermarkets are coming up with ways that you can buy the meat, but these these people will not have to touch it. 
uh, I'm confused. Uh, like the uh, a steak that's been wrapped with the cellophane. It says on April 15, major British supermarket chain Sainsbury's announced they will roll out touch-free packaging on their store brand raw chicken, so anxious cooks can avoid contact with the moist meat. Wow. Sainsbury's was inspired. What a problem we have here. Isn't it something? Really? Sainsbury's was inspired to roll out the new offering after a focus group found that 37% of millennials reported that they preferred not to handle raw meat. Wash your hands when you're done. That's it. Customers, particularly younger ones, are quite afraid of touching raw meat. Catherine Hall, Sainsbury's product development manager for meat, fish, and poultry, told the uh, the Sunday Times of London. These bags allow people, especially those who are time poor, to, no. to just rip and tip the meat straight up into the fi- frying pan without touching it. Oh, I see. So it's just it's uh, rip and dump. You don't want to touch any, get any bacteria. Hall further divulged that she suspects Sainsbury's young customers dislike handling the raw meat due to a lack of education on food safety or a penchant for dining out, noting that they prefer someone else cook their meat for them. So instead of, because they're so busy in in schools learning about diversity, they're not teaching them that you can handle meat, you just have to wash your hands after. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. We're not, it's, you know, it's, we're not going to make it, y'all. We find it disconcerting that shoppers are so removed from their food that they have these concerns, but we're all aware it's a growing trend. And a lot of this data suggests there are concerns about handling meat. (laughs) Ruth Mason, chief food chain advisor at the National Farmers Union, told the Times. Okay. Unsurprisingly, the Twitter crowd uh, championed and condemned the notion of the straight-to-pan product. So they are adding more plastic packaging when other retailers are trying to reduce? Crazy. If you can't bear to touch raw meat, you shouldn't be eating it, one right. critic said. I would, I would agree with that. I just fear for the earth. I just fear for the, the race of humans. you got so, people who are afraid to touch meat. And, and part of their fear is their... They're so behind and they have so little extra time. What does that, that have to do with touching the meat? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Oh, I suppose you have to stop and wash your hands. And instead of going... But when you put something in a pan, it's got to start cooking. You can't just sit there and move it around. You know what I had last night? I can't remember the last time I had one. A T-bone. T-bones are good. It was really good. T-bones are really good. Your New York strip is probably the best. I didn't mean for you to go into oh. a... Well, know, people always think the filet... But if, if there's, I'm not a filet guy, really. Uh, if it's at a really good place, mm-hmm. yeah, then okay, the yeah. filet. Yeah. But the New York strip is always the most flavorful, I think. Which ain't nothing wrong with no T-bone. If you ask a butcher, yeah, uh, if you say what kind of steak, they will, um, they'll either say the New York strip or I can't think of the other one. Not T-bone. Plank. Nope. Uh, it's long and oh my god! I, I mean, I intentionally. I'm not intentionally trying to avoid eating meat. I'm not a, I don't go down that road. I don't, I'm not concerned. Right. right. But I find that I'm eating it more, a, a rare, a more, uh, let me start over. Yeah. I find I'm eating it less frequently. Not, just because I happen to like fish so much. 
But boy, a T-bone hit the spot. Let me tell you something. Okay, I'd like to hear that. Yeah. And uh, was, I it out? Tea, was it out? I had that T chewed right down to the T too. Oh, that's the way. Yeah, that's the way. You know what? Don't leave anything. No, Don't, it's got to be like the alley cat. Yeah. You know, pulls out the fish with the bones. Yep. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> the last time I made a steak, I uh, did not grill it, and I put it in a cast iron skillet and baked it. It was fabulous. baked a steak. Yeah, I've never heard of such a thing. Well, I, I should say broil. I should say broil. I didn't yeah. bake it. I broiled it. All right. It was fabulous. We have to scramble. 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 Go. The Sands is proud to present a wonderful new show, A Man and His Music. <sighs> the music of Count Basie Put on bra for the uh, scramble. Bra, we're having a scramble. Bra. Bra. Are you in a foreign country yet? So, I know how much you like the Sense Wens. Yeah. Since when have you needed a passport to get to Canada? Uh, I think all of my lifetime. Huh. Someone want to come get me? Don't tell me you didn't bring a passport. Brah. Brah. I asked that um, earlier. <laughs> Are you that stupid? <laughs> he, had me, he had me going. Uh, if there's any indication as to the level of excitement and euphoria this town is about to experience. Yeah. They've been taking calls on this station. I've been monitoring on my drive up. The, the Joe and Pat of Winnipeg. Hey. Yeah. And uh, let's just say they might need more than a couple of days to recover if they clinch tonight. Really? Oh, my. Joe, these people are insane right now. That's all they got, baby. That's all they I, got. It is pretty cool to hear, though. I will say that. It's pretty neat that they... Because they've never won a playoff series, correct? No. Have you ever... Have you seen any tall buildings yet? Uh, not quite yet, but I'm still about 25 miles south of Winnipeg. Well, you're making decent time. You'll be there by, what, 3.30? Something like that, yeah, because yeah. my hotel is about two blocks from the arena. So well, you can park your ride and walk to the ice rink. And then I might have to talk to a few locals after the game. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Well, I've got a five. What? I have a job to do, right? Yeah, you're a correspondent. Right. Chronicling this event for the radio station. Plus, don't... Yeah, well, we have the NBA on tonight. I don't know who you intend to call with an update. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Don't do anything that's going to result in any uh, scan contributions. Right. All right, I won't. I promise. Yeah. All right, be careful. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, he's uh, he's getting there. He's getting close to the, uh, the peg. Wow. He had me going there for a second. I, I think one of the five wealthiest... Zip codes in Canada is in Winnipeg. It is? Uh, something like that. Or they have five zip codes in Winnipeg that are in the top 20 wealthiest of Canada. Uh, I haven't been there in so long, I can't even picture the city. I've never. I think I've been to Kekabeka Falls. To me, I, okay. I've always thought of Winnipeg was a government town. I, I don't know of, of its... Uh, Ottawa is. I don't know of its industrial fate. Well, yeah, Ottawa would, uh, Winnipeg is Manitoba. Ottawa would be what? Ontario. Yeah. So you have provinces there. Right. You know. Saskatchewan, the uh, Yukon. British Columbia. Yeah, BC. Uh, the whole thing. They got all that stuff. They got them all. Patrick's coming in for the Friday football fun fest? Yeah, but... Uh, it's not called that anymore. No, but our scramble at 51 degrees does not 
warrant a garage door opener. Oh, God, no. We're not close. We're 20, 19 degrees shy today. Next week, there is a possibility. Possibility. It's got to be 70 between 1 and 3. 1,500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's a 51. Patrick's up next. 